Túmbame el engaño, ña, ña, ña. Túmbame el engaño. Túmbame el engaño, ña, ña, ña. Dime la verdad. Túmbame el engaño, ña, ña, Túmbame el engaño. Túmbame el engaño, ña, ña, ña. Dime la verdad. In 2005, the Old Town School celebrated 10 years of La Peña. It's also the year that its founder, Juan Diaz, would leave the school, and La Peña soon evolved under the broader umbrella of World Music Wednesday. The man behind it? I grew up actually in this neighborhood. We're, in, we're at the 909 location here, and I, I grew up not too far from here. Uh, my mother is Mexican-American, my father's Irish and German, and, and uh, so I grew up in a, in a bilingual, bicultural, uh, household. Uh, I grew up speaking Spanish and I was always Mateo to, to the Spanish-speaking community. That's Mateo Mulcahy, director of community programs and events at the Old Town School and founder of World Music Wednesday. In June of 2019, I sat down with Mateo at the 909 West Armitage location to talk about the evolution of World Music Wednesday and how he got his start at the school. There was, there was a lot of folk music in my household when I was growing up. Um, and so, you know, the Steve Goodman and Bonnie Kolak and all those artists. And so in the late 70s, I guess 79 or 80, um, uh, I had very diverse musical taste. Uh, I would, I'll tell you that I was primarily a punk rocker. Uh, I love punk rock and, and reggae and African music, but I also love bluegrass. And, um, and I decided that I would take banjo lessons here at the Old Town School. And so I think I was maybe 13 or 14 years old. And I used to, I used to come over to here to 909 and, and take banjo classes. And I came back to Chicago um, after living in St. Louis for 22 years in 2006 to take the job at the Old Town School. By the time Mateo picked up the reins of the programming that Juan Diaz had built, it had grown well beyond La Peña. Here's Juan. The, I, I know the, the series has evolved into like uh, a world music series. Uh, it was important to me that, that, that we build community in, in, in segments, you know, that we allowed the those uh, underrepresented communities to build a space they could call their own, to carve out a space for that community in the school. So uh, it was uh, intentional that they be kept separate, you know, the, that we did uh, Afrofolk for a certain number of weeks and La Peña for a certain number of weeks, etc. They would give us an opportunity to, to build audiences because that, that was the ultimate goal. It really was a tool or a strategy for diversification, you know, it wasn't uh, and ended itself to be, let's present a great music series. So uh, the illustrious Juan Diaz, uh, he had set the stage uh, for all the Latin American event and educational programming that we do here at the school. And there was a very faithful audience on, on Wednesdays and they would come every Wednesday. Um, there was another person who was doing, uh, had a program called uh, Afrofolk that was running concurrently with the Pena series, um, uh, Delano Androzo, although I never met him. I know his name well. He was, he was uh, my predecessor for that type of programming. Um, so when I, was, when I was hired, when Juan Diaz left, 
they hired me to do both of those roles. So they, they saw in me somebody who could do um, programming beyond the Latin American programming because I had done a whole lot of that in St. Louis. I was a nightclub owner uh, and had promotions that I did for many, many years in, in St. Louis. Um, and I worked with all the different uh, ethnic communities um, in St. Louis at the time. The director at the Old Town School, who was David Roach at that time, he was very intrigued by the fact that I, that I had proven uh, ability to work with lots of different communities. And so um, uh, I was hired to do just that, to work with the Latin American community, but also to work with all of the different ethnic communities in town. And so I took that to heart and that's what I've been doing. So again, when, when Juan Diaz left, uh, it was the 10th year of the Peña series. And so he'd, he'd, made, he'd made his mark with, with that program. It was weekly on Wednesdays. Um, the way it was arranged before, it was there were two seasons. Uh, there, were, there was like uh, two runs of 11 to 14 Wednesdays. And then there was an Afrofolk program that was also on Wednesdays. So again, when I was hired, I was, I was tasked with reaching out to all, of the different, all these different uh, ethnic communities. I had been doing a lot of Latin music programming. And so I was, uh, it was somewhat easy for me to, to jump into that role. And I'd also done a lot of work with uh, African and African diaspora music and dance. And so I, I was able to, to fill those roles fairly seamlessly. But I took a look at the situation and I said, well, I'm being tasked with, with working with all of our different ethnic communities. So I said, well, what about Asia? What about the Middle East? What about Europe? So, so I created a world music series in the middle of the other program. So there was Pena. There was the world music series, there was Afrofolk. And that meant that I was pretty much working uh, most Wednesdays throughout the year. And as I was program programming this different series, um, I was reaching out to a lot of touring acts, uh, national and international. And I discovered certainly with the budget <laughs> that I was working with for a free series, that I wasn't able to take advantage of some of the, the touring acts. Uh, because it wasn't at the right time. So I might, I might have a fabulous Latin act that was available during the Afrofolk series and I wasn't able to do it. And so um, I, with the greatest respect to what um, had been done before, I proposed that we make it all world music. So that would give me the flexibility to program the best Latin acts when the best Latin acts were available. And to, uh, and to do that with the other communities as well. So um, what I did do was I did continue to bring as many acts. They were just spread throughout the year. 
So, so that, was the, that was the big change. We, we, we stopped calling it La Peña because it was no longer exclusively Latin. So yeah, what we wanted to do was um, was to celebrate the world and build on the programming that it, that had existed already. I know that a, a couple people shed a tear when when we we stopped calling it La Peña, but I I've always insisted <laughs> that that we do uh, just as much or more programming uh, for with Latinx and and with the Latino community. So my job as the community projects director is to create partnerships for the school besides reaching out to these communities. So, I mean, if you reach out to these communities, it's important that, that you work with and get in touch with the leaders in those communities. So when I do Mexican events, uh, sometimes I'll partner with, uh, with the Mexican consulate. Sometimes I'll partner with uh, Casa Michoacan. And, and sometimes I'll uh, partner with any number of, of existing organizations, the Mexican uh, Museum. When we do uh, events for the Puerto Rican community, we've partnered with the uh, Puerto Rican Arts Alliance, with the Segundo Rispelvis Cultural Center, with uh, La Casa Puerto Riqueña. Um, and I do this for, for the world community. I've worked with uh, not just the Latino organizations. Today, Mateo has produced over 1,000 shows at the Old Town School, probably way more. I asked him to share some highlights from over the years. I booked this uh, Thai group, and they had a djembe player, which is unusual. So it was kind of a fusion group, right? And they were they they had set up, and they were getting ready to to do their sound check and everything. And one of the guys comes out, and uh, Michael Taylor, who's one of our instructors, he teaches djembe at the school. Um, he's walking out, and this guy goes, "Oh my God!" And he runs up to, to Taylor. Uh, it turns out that he learned how to play djembe through a, a video instruction program that Taylor had put together. So this guy had learned how to play djembe online from one of our instructors at the school and ran into him at the school and, you know, had a, a little meltdown. So I just, I think that's, I think that's one of my favorites. <laughs> You know, I've, I've had, I've, you know, some of my favorite moments are with artists that are, that are not used to playing to an audience that is not of their community. And they're like, they're like, wow, this was so much fun. They didn't know how to dance, but they were having so much fun. <laughs> I asked Mateo about the impact of World Music Wednesday for the school and for the communities it serves. The, the, the beautiful thing about uh, the Old Town School uh, one of the beautiful things, uh, is that it is, it's a neutral space. The Old Town School is uh, a place that, that receives all different cultures, and uh, you can go and you can experience shows that, that maybe before had only been presented in the neighborhoods and within those communities that the music comes from. People feel comfortable coming to the Old Town School and experiencing different cultures through the Old Town School. Uh, I always say that, that cultural diplomacy is, is, is the most effective. 
I can tell you that, that, that when I propose presenting certain artists at the Old Town School that are used to playing just within their community, um, they're always really excited to be able to play for an audience that's not exclusively their community. They want to expose people to um, their culture. And I can tell you that the Old Town School is viewed uh, much differently than when I started there 13 years ago and, and certainly uh, since Juan Diaz started uh, because it traditionally has, has been a white institution and as the focus has been on, has been on um, uh, white American musical styles. Uh, whether that's singer-songwriters or old-time music or whatever it is. Um, the school is much more diverse right now. I think it's much more diverse in terms of the programming, both educational and in terms of events, than it used to be. And I, th and I think that that is now something that is much more permanent. We, we probably did 15 or 20 percent of our programming was, was quote-unquote world music, and I would say it's probably 30 to 40 percent right now. Uh, so, so yes, it's, it's, uh, that's become one of the things that the Old Town School is known for and, and what has allowed us to, to, to have a profile outside of Chicago, outside of the U.S. The school really should be a reflection of the community and Chicago is extraordinarily multicultural and diverse. But the Old Town School is a reflection of the city of Chicago and represents all the different communities that, uh, that lie within. And I think uh, that's one of the great strengths of the school and, and why it will, it will continue on in that, in that direction. The La Peña series was just one piece of the work Juan Diaz did in an effort to diversify the school. But the evolution of La Peña tells a story of how the school actually flourished by becoming more inclusive and more representative of the many different cultures rooted in Chicago. I asked Juan what he's most proud of when he looks back on that legacy. I'm proud that, that we recorded everything and uh, seeing that collection growing over the years and being documented. And that was, uh, that's one of the you know, proud accomplishments. To see the Old Town School become diversified um, as a result of all the, the work that we did. To this day, you can come to the Old Town School on a Wednesday night, donate five, ten dollars, whatever you can, and hear some of the best local and international artists playing music from around the world. Although these Wednesday nights have evolved, sound engineer and songwriter Luis Yan has been here through it all. I'm a regular on Wednesdays for the World Music Series, but um, now I do shows on the weekends. I, uh, usually I try to do all the shows that needs somebody that is a uh, Spanish speaker. And I've been lucky because, uh, you know, all the shows of the, the World Music Series, not all of them, but a big quantity are, you know, bands or musicians from South America, which I love doing. It's something different. I'm very thankful to the school, to Juan for giving me a, an opportunity at one point, you know. And also the actual staff at the school is great. I mean, everybody, I get along really well with everybody. 
my mentor there right now it's uh, Rob Fishman and he's awesome so it's uh, I'm really really thankful Roberto Arce one of the school's earliest Latin music teachers doesn't make it back to Chicago much these days but he looks fondly back on his time at the old town school La gente del old town es una son personas muy buenas bueno yo creo que todos los músicos tenemos ese don de ser amable de ser es algo muy diferente comparado con otras disciplinas yo invito a toda la comunidad latina que se dedique a la música que vayan al old town yo yo recomiendo el old town porque es una escuela que que aprende uno de todo y Y yo creo que todo el que va a estudiar ahí, sea el instrumento que quiera aprender, lo va a aprender porque ahí hay buenos maestros. Yo creo que todos tenemos el talento. Lo único que mm. falta es dedicarse y desarrollarlo. ¿ves? La música, cuando uno se dedica de corazón a la música, porque hay que sentirlo, no hay que, no hay que pensar que uno tiene que imitar a nadie, sino hacer lo que uno siente y la música lo aparta uno de muchos muchas cosas malas que hay en la vida Espero que hayan disfrutado esta serie La primera podcast bilingüe de la Old Town School. Ha sido un gran honor hacerlo. The Archives Podcast is a production of the Resource Center at the Old Town School of Folk Music. This episode was created by me, your host, Marie Valindo. See the episode notes to learn more about the interviews and music you just heard. It's hard to believe, but this is the last podcast I'll be producing for the Archives for the time being. So I want to say thank you to Colby Maddox of the Resource Center for his support to Scott Lundius for believing in this project, to Emma Rothman, our co-founder, to Jay DeRogers for always lending a listening ear, and especially to the Old Town School community for making this all possible. Gracias por escuchar.